Happy New Year! I'm finally back. Sometimes I have a hard time getting content out because of my obsessive nature, and I hope I'm not alone in this. I just want everything to sound and look a certain way, and I spend hours and hours agonizing over the smallest things. Like, I honestly become manic and so fixated on making everything look as beautiful as possible. And when it comes to the podcast, I want to make sure. It flows and that there's value in it for the listener and most of the time I'm incredibly hard on myself so I'm going to try to be more gentle in 2022 and release this perfectionist tendency so I wanted to share what I've been going through and give you a little life update I had a really hard December and I've kind of been in this void space I've been going through a metaphorical death and I'm moving through this process of being reborn. I had a massive dark night of the soul that's really spanned over the last few months and it came to a pinnacle when I got very sick in December. I went on a beautiful retreat and met really sweet people. I was looking forward to connecting and healing in community. I taught yoga and we did a group breathwork session, art therapy, lots of sharing circles and activities. And we made tonics and fire cider and we ate amazing homemade vegan food. Whenever you get a group of people together who are focused on healing and growth, it becomes such a magical portal for transformation. I had a lot of emotions come up for me while I was there as they always do when I participate in group programs and retreats. And I find that I always need the most time alone, no matter where I am. At work, with family and spiritual communities, and I've always felt like there's something wrong with me. Like, why is it that I need this much time alone? And I've studied myself, and I know that to be my best self, I need to take time alone, clear my head, recharge, rest, practice self-care. So I accept myself. I know this is what makes me able to function in society, but it makes me really sad sometimes. There's this inner battle between having alone time and connection, and then I have this battle between wanting to completely disappear and a desire to be perceived, and I also want to be vulnerable and open, but at the same time, I want to be mysterious to everyone. So basically, there's a lot of conflicting energies for me being alive and existing, And when I'm in groups, I'm there, and then all of a sudden, I disappear. And it's kind of like I'm this little fairy that just flies away. And one of the women on the retreat had mentioned she had been wanting to get to know me, and she was so sweet. And at one point, she asked somebody where I went because I just disappeared. And I've had friends tell me that a lot of people want to get to know me and be friends with me and learn more about me, but there's this feeling of not being able to approach me. And I think part of it is a fear of being seen. I had a session with a really powerful divine feminine woman who is a Reiki master and intuitive. Um, Her name is Holly. And she's able to determine where your soul originates. And there are many different realms, um, if you believe in that. And she said, my soul originated in the angel realm and the fairy realm. And a friend of mine had a reading done and um, her soul originated in the elf realm. So I I think that's just so cool. And I feel like I resonate with that so much and it makes a lot of sense for me. And Holly said that I was the queen of the fairy realm and that over time, those with healing abilities started to hide more. 
there was a fear of being seen because that would mean some sort of punishment um, would occur or death. For example, witches being burned at the stake. And there's something called a witch wound that we can carry if we were witches in past lives. And Holly said that I've been a healer lifetime after lifetime. So there's definitely a deep-rooted fear of being seen and speaking my truth. Um, Even this lifetime, I had a conversation with my mom the other day where I told her that I just feel very different. I've always felt very different. Over the past decade, I've really, really shifted my life in a way that I think makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And more and more people are adopting similar belief systems and similar ways of living. So I'm really grateful for that and I feel less alone. Um, But I'm also a 2-5 generator in human design, which is called the reluctant hero, which I find hilarious. So there's this desire to help others, but also to be alone. Also, generators don't have a defined throat center, so sometimes it feels really hard for me to speak, which is why I think this podcast is so challenging for me. And I also have an instinct to be mysterious. I have a lot of Scorpio placements. My midheaven is in Scorpio, so I present as mysterious and deep and maybe a little bit elusive. But my moon is in Pisces, so I have this genuine desire to connect and share and be emotional and authentic. And it's, again, it's another internal battle. And I want to let people see me, but there's a fear. And of course, being a mystery is also a protective mechanism. If no one gets too close, they can't abandon me or decide that they don't like parts of me. And I've always had an instinct to keep people, especially men, at a distance. Partially trauma-related and partially just how I function. My Venus is also an Aquarius, which means I need a lot of freedom and time alone, even in romantic relationships. I, I just have a hard time letting people see all parts of me. That's kind of a type three thing, if you know anything about the Enneagram. I'm actually a type one, which is called the reformer. And type ones can be incredibly judgmental of themselves, very strict with their morals and just rigid perfectionists. So knowing all of this, it just helps me understand myself better. And also I love studying other people's charts and information so I can understand how they work in the world. But anyways, on this retreat, it just made me sad that I still have this very internal persona. And at work, when I had to be in the office, I would always leave for hours and go sit outside. There was a spot where the Wi-Fi reached or I would find quiet spots to be alone. And when I did yoga teacher training, most people would hang out all day and have meals together. And I would go off on my own during our breaks. And I think it can be perceived as me not liking people, but I really do. I just have I just have to limit my time and make sure my social battery is charged, especially when I'm spending the majority of my day anywhere. Prior to the retreat and throughout the pandemic, I've been feeling really alone. I know I'm not alone. Um, I have amazing family and friends, but I tend to isolate. It's really my go-to. And I'm finding that I can go a little too far into isolative behaviors. I generally love and thrive being alone. I love being single. I love having my own space and being in my own energy. I love myself and I'm happy to be by myself. But the pandemic has shifted so much for me because even though I love these aspects of my life, I'm not getting enough connection and I'm not really being perceived as much. And we all have these identities throughout life and I started to kind of have an identity crisis. 
I, I was just thinking like, who am I if I don't have people validating my existence all day? Even when I was constantly trying to find places to be alone wherever I was, I was still being perceived, whether I was walking down the hallway or I was in the elevator or practicing yoga. And it's really brought up a lot of unexpected grief having to validate myself even more than I had to before. So being on this retreat made me continue to reflect on this difficulty I have with balancing connection and isolation. So I left the retreat and... The next day, I was hit with a lot of symptoms and became extremely sick. And I had a complete meltdown knowing that I'd have to isolate and not see anyone in person or be able to reach out to someone for a hug. And it brought up some PTSD from earlier times in my life when I would heavily isolate and everyone was very concerned about me and my mental health. Getting that sick changed me. I had an existential crisis. My inner child came to the surface, major abandonment wounds came up. My family and friends were supporting me from a distance, but I just wanted someone to witness my pain and hold me. And it was so cute. One of my nephews was FaceTiming me every day to check on me. And one day I called my sister just sobbing and he got on the phone and wanted to know why I was crying. And he put together this whole bag for me that he wanted to give me when he could see me again. He put his own toys in there. He made me these beautiful art pieces and a card. Um, I also had a Reiki distance healer assisting me, Holly, which was a huge help with my symptoms, but it, it just really broke me open. It was almost like this divine intervention where I had to face everything unhealed alone and all at once. And I can see the beauty in the experience now, like hitting rock bottom can be so beautiful. But while I was in it, it was so messy and so painful and heartbreaking. And back in June, I actually got really sick with a stomach bug and had a similar experience. It was less severe, but both were around eclipses, which I find interesting. On top of the many ascension symptoms occurring in lightworkers and starseeds, it's just been a painful year for me. And the end of the year really fucked me up. And I'm still processing it and working through a lot of shit that's come up. And in the middle of my breakdown, everything started to crumble for me. I was reflecting on my identity, the things that I believed in, and I just felt insane. I didn't want to hear about the full moon. I didn't want to participate in this online coaching program that I'm a part of. And I was just going through, like I said before, major death experience. And the new year was coming up and the day after New Year's is my birthday. So this time of year is already really reflective and internal and sentimental for me. The holidays bring up a lot too, especially being in a pandemic. And there's so much compassion fatigue happening as well, where we're always worrying about loved ones. There's this lack of stability in the collective, a lack of trust, a lack of faith. And when I got sick, I was losing faith. And a lot came crashing down for me. And and since then, I've recovered my faith in life mostly, but it was devastating and it it just really added to my suffering. And I never thought I would hit, hit rock bottom so hard again. I've been in dark places, I've been deeply depressed, but I've worked so hard over the past decade to learn everything I can about health and wellness, and I've found modalities and healthy outlets, and I've been in therapy for so many years, and I thought that I had enough resources and a big enough team around me to never go there again, but I ended up back there, and it was really scary. I called my mom crying and just started screaming that I wanted to die, and I'm sorry to my mom. I've done that to her so many times in my life when I was 
in really, really painful situations and I have a beautiful life and I have so much to live for, but in that moment, my grief was too big to hold and I I was back in my old pain body, one that was really excruciating to live in. And and I want to share this because we all experience darkness as humans. We've all been in low places and it can be easier to share the lighter parts of life, but there's so much pain that comes with being alive. But like I said earlier, rock bottom is actually a great place to be because you can rebuild, you can release, you can you can start over. And it causes change and growth and it makes us move and step deeper into alignment, but it isn't easy. So I just wanted to share a little bit about my experience and why I've been taking a break. I was really forced to slow down and reevaluate and it allowed me to become even more clear on boundaries and find a better balance between the 3D and the 5D. The third dimension is this reality and the fifth dimension is the spiritual realm. And I I have so many placements in Capricorn, but my moon in Pisces um, really loves living in the 5D. My earthiness and the Capricorn energy keeps me really grounded in reality. So if I had to pick a word for 2022, it would be balance. There's so many things that I'm trying to balance. And I think collectively we're trying to balance and come to equilibrium the, the pendulum was so far on one side before the pandemic and now it's so far on the opposite side and we need to find this balance. Um, I also had someone unexpectedly reach out to me and at the time I thought it was really unnecessary but nothing happens by accident and it really was necessary for my evolution and it continued my purging process and then I had another experience where I felt really hurt and abandoned And I've just become so clear on what I want in my life and what I won't accept from others, very clear on boundaries. So it's safe to say that the end of 2021 was, I can't even really put it into words, but it helped me clear out old thought patterns and ways of being. And I'm grateful to have started a new year having shed all of that. And I hope you're having a beautiful start to your year. And I'm wishing you all so much love, good health, abundance, happiness, and whatever it is that you want to call into your life in this new year. Thank you so much for listening.